Welcome into War Up on the WPIAL. Greg Warnock, Jeff Upson, back with you. A little bit of a uh, recap and preview before we get set for the uh, Christmas holiday. And uh, Jeff, bigger question here. Are you ready for the holidays? Are you ready for Christmas? I mean, uh, physically, maybe, yes. Mentally, no. Um, you know, <laughs> having a, a almost three-year-old... Uh, it's a lot for sure. You know that, but, uh, no, we're excited, man. We're excited in the Upson household for Christmas and, uh, more excited probably on my end for the upcoming Christmas wrestling tournaments. You know, um, unfortunately Christmas sometimes gets eclipsed by wrestling, but no, we're excited this year, especially having a young child that's looking forward to opening presents. You got them all uh, bought and wrapped. I mean, I didn't buy them or wrap them. So yes, but, uh, my- <laughs> You know, it's what the boss is for. I, I oh, just, man. I just Putting clean it all dishes. on Lauren, aren't you? I just clean the dishes, man, and take out the trash. <laughs> and yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And that's, and you know that you're the same way. I know you are. Hey, you know, I actually, I, we were actually up late uh, last night. Rapping. We're getting excited, though. You know, it's like, hey, I can't wait to see their faces when they open this. And it's always great uh, with the little ones, for sure. But um, here, right, Jeff, I'm going to have to have a curveball for you. I didn't put this as part of what we discussed prior to the show. So we'll, we'll put it at the end. Top five Christmas movies. Think about it. End of the show. We're going to circle back to that. All right. All right. I'm good with that. All right. Let's talk a little uh, wrestling, though, as far as some of the duels that we saw over the last uh, week or two. And really, a couple weeks ago, I didn't see many uh, keynote matches, but several in the last week or so, Jeff. Uh, and in particular, one team that has been dominating the, the Whippeo scene the last few years. We expected them to have a bit of a setback this year, but definitely not maybe the way they've performed to this point. Waynesburg has struggled a bit. They've lost to Cannon McMillan, 46-29, lost to West Allegheny, 42 42- 22 and Connellsville 55 to 6. Again, we expected them to have a setback, but did you expect it to be as lopsided as they have been? Uh, maybe maybe not initially, but I mean, looking at some of the, you know, they're missing Tustin. They're uh they they don't have maybe all the the right pieces in place right now. Uh and of course, we know the the Whippeals a meat grinder. So they're wrestling, you know, like you just mentioned, they make three really tough teams. Um so no, I'm not surprised because you look at the teams at the wrestling and you know, they're all really good. Uh, maybe not so much lopsidedness. I may be a little bit, um, not, not saying surprised by it, but it's, it just shows that it's a, re- a rebuilding year for them for sure. Well, and you look at, you know, Cannon McMillan and, Can- and Connellsville, two of the best, right? And AAA this year. So going after the top uh, competition, which we always expect from Waynesburg, got to give them kudos for that. But even that loss against West Allegheny, matches won, it was only seven to five. West Allegheny won seven, Waynesburg five, but it was the six point wins that really did them in, where all seven of West Allegheny's matches won were by six points, whereas Waynesburg only had two of those. So, like you mentioned, you get a couple of those studs back in there, maybe that's a little bit of a different score between Waynesburg and West Allegheny. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a long season, right? And um, I know Kyle Sheptick is is going to get his guys ready. And, um, you know, I, I think that's a good point. You look at the the Waynesburg and West Allegheny match, as you said, 7-5 to five in match wins. But, um, you know, look at all the forfeits, right? Forfeit 89, um, you know, forfeit at 285. So when you're already giving up forfeits, that you're, you're, you're in a bad shape. I always say this, if you can field a full team, even in the Whippeal, right, you're already going to be a step above some of those middle-tier uh, teams because just getting a body out there is, is going to be helpful. 
some other results around AAA. Probably one of the best matches uh, from this past week. Fox Chapel and Kiski. Jeff, 30-26. to 26, Fox Chapel defeat Kiski. Uh, two teams that we talked about in that kind of next tier as far as, you know, that 5-10 to 10 range and, and where they're going to fall. And Fox Chapel... One with the most uh, matches won, seven to six, uh, plain and simple, to be able to get that victory over uh, Kiski. That was probably one of the better ones. Norwin over uh, Thomas Jefferson, 48-21. Norwin with seven falls in that one, um, one seven to two. Cannon Mack over Upper St. Clair, 54-18. Bethel Park over Peters Township, 47-16. Those are in Plum over uh, Pittsburgh Central Catholic, 42-23. Trinity over Moon, 40-24. to Those are some of the notable AAA results. Yeah, I was I was excited to see some of these section rivals and just rivals go at it. And um, you know, Derry beating Latrobe that's that's a big win for Derry. I know they're always happy to to beat Latrobe. Uh, but Bethel Park over Peters Township. Peters Township, I think, is a is a program to to keep an eye on. But Bethel Park, man, they've really they've shined right. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that Tyler Nauman is their head coach. But you know, he's really propelled them to a, a different level. I think because He's finally starting to get some of his guys back in the lineup. Uh, they had a decent, a good King of the Mountain, but man, that win over Peters Township was a really good win for them. Um, I, I think they're going to be a threat in the Whippeal. You know, outside of your big guns, I think Bethel Park is is one to watch. On the other side, Double A, you mentioned Derry with the 31-25 win over Triple A Latrobe. They also had a big win over Indiana. They won 39 to 24. Indiana had beaten Forest Hills 39 to 28. In a really good win for them, but then Derry comes back. Indiana was actually up in that match 21 to nine before Derry won seven of the next eight to win 39 to 24. So it was a good week uh, for Derry, really over the last couple of weeks uh, for the Trojans. Other matches in Double A: Frazier over Belvern in 36-28. A little bit close, but you got to keep in mind Rune Lawrence was not in the lineup. So Jeff, what's the word on Rune? Yeah, I mean Rune. If you watched his uh, his Wash All Ironman tournament, you know he's he's clearly hurt, um, and it looks like it's a knee injury. Uh, I I'm not going to speculate on the the extent of that, but he could be out a significant amount of time. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll probably have more uh, information in the week or so. But uh, yeah, it's it's not good if if your main you know your pound for pound best kid on the you know, potentially in the Whippeal, maybe even in the state, is is out. You know, Frazier relies on having him in the lineup, so that's going to hurt them as a team for sure if he's not able to go. Yeah, he's an automatic six points every time he's out there. As a replacement, wouldn't be. So it's you know definitely you know key to them for them to be able to get him back uh, as far as going into the team race. Other ones within uh, double. Burgettstown defeated McGuffey 42-27. Eight falls in that one, four from each side. Burgettstown, though, with a major and a tech and a forfeit win. But here's a notable result for you, Jeff Parker. Senapal, 13-5 major decision win over Lucas Barr. Yeah, I mean, I got to see McGuffey uh, this weekend, this past weekend at Panther Holiday, and, and same with Indiana as well. I thought they both both teams um, wrestled really well. But you look at that win for Senapal, and I mean, I think – you know, the Burger Sound guys are, are going to be poised and ready. I think last year kind of left the sour taste in their mouth a little bit. Um, you know, and they went so far in the team tournament that I'm not saying it hurt them individually, but it certainly, you know, um, 
they, they wanted to perform better individually, right? So uh, I, I think they're going to be doing that this year. And, and that just shows. I mean, Lucas Barr is no scrub, right? And uh, Santa Paul came out and, and took it to him. Yeah, so those are some of the uh, results from dual-wise uh, within the WPIL that were, were noteworthy as far as uh, mentioning in the last week or so. The tournament results, uh, look at the uh, East tournament. Really, the the most noteworthy Norwin's uh, land inside and third place finish at the Beast of the East. Yeah, I mean he had an incredible tournament. Um, you know, I I think he probably would have obviously liked to be in the finals, but you know he looked really good. He he ended it on a strong note, beating returning state champion Keanu Dillard. He lost on the front side to Mason Ziegler from Quakertown, who we all know was a state runner-up last year. Um, but he actually falls, Ziegler falls down in the, uh, in the bracket and, uh, Dillard ends up beating Ziegler and then Landon beats, uh, Dillard. So ultimately this has propelled Landon to the, uh, the top spot in the state. And I think the hype is real, you know, like this kid's really good. Um, we're starting to see that, you know, you're beating returning state champion, uh, and placing third at the beast of the East You're You're obviously going to have a really good, good year. And I'm excited to see him. Yeah, then you have the uh, pair of teammates from Thomas Jefferson, Maddox Shaw, and Bodie Marlowe. Shaw finishing in seventh place, Marlowe in sixth. Yeah, and this was a, a pretty, you know, not a, a good way for Maddox Shaw to, to, you know, prove that he is one of the best in the nation. I think this was a setback for him. After winning the Super 32, you know, he was he was the guy, right? Um, number one in the nation. And, um, you know, he took a few losses here that he... he was he didn't really he wasn't able to get his offense going if you go back and watch some of his matches he just wasn't able to do it especially in that match against Sonny Amato um, from New Jersey he just wasn't able to get anything going and it and it showed it and it uh, you know I would have expected him to finish top three here without a doubt um, and he falls to seventh so this is a good motivator for him going into Powerade because we know that you know Maddox Shaw always wrestles well at Powerade so you know, this will be a good bounce back for him. And oh, by the way, you know, the guy who won it, Jack Consiglio, is in that weight class as well at Powerade. So I'm sure he'll want to get some, you know, revenge on that. Yeah, no doubt about that. The uh, Panther Holiday Classic also this past weekend, and uh, PA Power was there bringing the action to you. Yeah, Jeff, I mean, we'll go through some of these weight by weight, but obviously would love to hear your thoughts on how some of these guys perform. But uh, you look at, as far as the WPIL goes, a 107, Bruce Anderchak of Quaker Valley finishes in second, Nolan Rice of Connellsville in third, Tommy Gretz of Connellsville in fifth. Yeah, and, you know, Connellsville has a good problem down low at 107. I think we talked about it before in the show uh, about how Gretz initially won the wrestle off and then Rice now is, is the guy. And, you know, Rice had a great top hat tournament beating Nico Capusta, he and Dominic Morrison in the semifinals was a war. Um, you know, Rice was going after it, but Morrison, they're both freshmen. They're both super tough. Anderchak, he's so long uh, at 107 pounds, and that that frustrates the hell out of people sometimes. But, you know, he, he looked good. Uh, I thought Rice looked good, and I thought Gretz looked good. So, I, overall, I think it was a good showing for the Whippeal, especially when you have two guys from the same team placing in the top five. Yeah, and so many possibilities, right, for Connellsville to, to maneuver their lineup. When In addition to those two at 107, you have Landon Lynn at 114. He finished in second place. Tucker Maine of McGuffey in fourth. Jacob Wright of Trinity finishing in fifth. 
Yeah, and you know this was an interesting one because Lynn you know, ha- didn't have a great top at tournament. Uh, he f- was a regional place winner last year, and I think he was looked at to be you know kind of one of the anchors. And um, you know this this showed that why why that expectation was there because he finished second here in a pretty deep weight class. Tucker Maine is a, a talented freshman that I was excited to see up close in person. Um, took some losses, right? It took uh, there's definitely some growing pains there, but I think Tucker's going to be fine. And Jacob Wright, Trinity had some guys that I'm like, who the heck are these guys, right? Um you know, Jacob Wright was one of them. That he he looked really good and I wasn't expecting him to come out and finish 5th here, but uh some good shining spots there for uh for Trinity. The WPIO had two medalists at 121 and they're both in the finals. Nico Fanella of Indiana, major decision win over Connor Smith of Seneca Valley, 13-5 for the title. Nico Fanella has been so impressive to start the season. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to true power for us. I mean, he was both these guys wrestled on our true power card against each other. Nico Fanella won that one. Um, then Nico f- follows that up with a, a championship at the Surge, avenging a loss to Weston Pasarczyk, and he just dominates him. I, it was a major decision. I don't, I forget what it was. I think it might have been 12 nothing. Um, just took it to him, right? And then he comes back and, and beats Connor Smith 13-5. to I mean, Vanilla's looking like a man on a mission. Um, you know, everyone looks at 21, and, and you know, Louis Gill and, and Aaron Seidel, obviously, are, are the two guys that a lot of people talk about. But Nico Fanella's he, he's he's – I'm not saying he's right there, but he's not far, right? And I think that shows with just how much he's been dismantling people. Uh, and that's a state medalist, too. 127 pounds, Carter Putt of Indiana. Win by fall over Dominic Canale of Trinity for third place. And then Emmett Wolf of McGuffey finishes in seventh place. Now, you got to remember, Dominic Canale was a returning Panther Holiday Classic champion. So, he was the top seed here, and I got to say, Carter Putt looked really good. He beat him twice, actually. Um, I was very impressed with Carter Putt. I don't think he quite got the respect that he probably deserved, especially for me on the rankings, but um, that changed my mind for sure on uh, at, at Panther Holiday. He looked really good. Emmett Wolf definitely, you know, again, kind of like um, down low, what you talked about with um, Tucker Maine. He definitely took some losses that I think he's going to look to improve upon, but McGuffey's right there too. Uh, Jared Roberts has done a really good job with with McGuffey, and I think that's a program that to keep an eye on. Uh, in the next year or two, McGuffey's going to be very, very good. I mean, they're continuing that rise, right? So this is going to be one of those years, you know, make the team tournament, maybe make a little bit of a run, and really just build upon that year after year. 133 pounds, Kai Vioma of Connellsville finished in second place. Lucas Barr, McGuffey in fifth. Over Zach Hill of Seneca Valley, who was in sixth, and Devin Junko of Trinity in seventh. Yeah, and this was a good weight for the Whippio again. Kai Vielma, though, this was this was really the match of the finals, I think. Uh, out, no, outside of 152, this was probably my favorite finals um, because these two wrestled before at the Top Hat tournament. They wrestled again this time. Uh, I would encourage you to go back and watch this one because it was a war. Um, I, I hope we see this one a couple more times. Because Dean Hauser just lets it fly. I, he's doing things that I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, he's he's exposing his own back, and and it's crazy. But Kai Vielma, um, for a freshman, looks very very savvy. You know, almost veteran like. So he's he's gonna be exciting to see. One thirty nine. Blake Reiner of Trinity wrestled Jack Cazales of Quaker Valley. Reiner, the winner though, three to nothing for the title. 
And also at 139, Julian Regeary of Connellsville finished in seventh place. Yeah, I mean, two Whippeal guys here in the finals. There was a lot of Whippeal flavor. I know tournament director Paul Myers was happy to have, um, you know, Seneca Valley come in and Trinity come in and obviously Connellsville as well. But Blake Reiner was such a dog during this tournament. I mean, he had a really tough match with Hunter Forcellini from Forest Hills. It was it was kind of – I mean, he controlled the match, but it was on the scoreboard. It was a little bit closer. Um Reiner looked really good in that that three nothing win over Cazales. Cazales looked solid throughout the whole weekend, and we're thinking, okay, these are two state medals going at it. Uh, Reiner really looked controlling in that three. I know never thought he was in in trouble of losing that match to uh, Cazales, but Reiner looks good at thirty nine. He looks huge at thirty nine too. One forty five, Evan Petrovich of Connellsville. He was your champion in this weight class. That was the only one for the WPIL uh, meddling. Yeah, and I I have high expectations for Evan Petrovich. He's been so close, um, hasn't broken out quite yet. He's gonna, I, in my opinion, he's gonna make Hershey, and not only that, he's gonna make the podium. I could see him finishing in the top eight easily. Um, and you know, Marcus Gable is a really tough wrestler from PO, but you know, Petrovich came out storming. I think he was up like eight two at one point. Um, made a few mistakes, and and Gable took advantage of them. But man, Petrovich is is I think he's gonna be. You know, we're going to look back and say, you know, he was a guy who never qualified for Hershey, but came in and just, you know, really took it by storm. I'm excited to see him. 152, like you mentioned, very top heavy with some of the studs in this one, but Jack Dimer of Quaker Valley able to come in and finish in fourth place. I thought that was a really big performance for Jack. You know, um, he he wrestled some tough guys. He wrestled Trent Hoover, um, obviously wrestled Cross Cassidy, but, you know, Dimer's a guy who is, is going to, really helped that Quaker Valley lineup. Right. And we're still trying to figure out where they, where they are. Right. Uh, as a team, as a dual team, but individually I was very impressed with some of their guys and Jack Dimer was one of them. Lonzi Vioma of Connellsville. He won the title at 160 pounds. Will Turner of Indiana finished in third and Marcus Ritchie of Quaker Valley in seventh. You know, Ritchie's another one like Dimer, you know, he, he, we know the name, right? Obviously, he has a couple brothers that wrestled on the team. Um, so did Jack Dimert. But I think Richie came out and wrestled well. Lonzi Valma, he looks really good at 160. And I wasn't sure how that change in weight class was going to do for him because he's kind of smaller, compact. Um, and, you know, he, he looked really good. It wasn't the deepest weight by, you know, it, for sure. But he looked really good dominating in the final. So, um, and also shout out Will Turner. Will Turner, another one like Carter Putt, I think probably underrated on my end. Um, but Turner's had a great week. All the Indiana guys have really impressed me, um, you know, especially in that dual meet with Derry and Forest Hills. And Turner's a big part of that. Yeah, these guys, you don't get to see them too often. And it's glad I'm glad they're getting some of these tournaments like the Panther Hall holiday where we get to see them wrestle some of the top competition because i feel like they come into the whippio and it's like wait who are these guys and they do well in the whippio tournament some of their individuals then we get to the southwest and they start to fizzle out a little bit so hopefully with some of this competition they have one it won't be a surprise at the whippio tournament but two they'll uh, hopefully be able to make a longer run deeper run in the postseason as well 172 pounds for the WPIAL is Kale Nicolella of Trinity. He finished in sixth place, the only Whippeal wrestler meddling here. 
Yeah, and typically we'd see Bodie Morgan there for Trinity, but he was banged up and unable to go. So Kale drops down to 72 where he competes and competes well, right? And and again, he's a key component to that Trinity lineup. Um, you know, we, we talked about the Allisons. TJ wasn't able to go. Um, I think Robbie's mainly just going to be doing dual meets, but uh, Kale is, is a critical part. And I think it showed, you know, that they can use him at that weight and, and have success. And rest those guys early, right, Jeff? I mean, if Bodie's a little banged up, TJ Allison's a little banged up, let them sit out because they're going to need them here in January if they want to be wrestling in the team portion in February. 189 pounds for the WPIL. Corey Wolf of Seneca Valley, he finished in eighth place. Uh, only Whoopi will wrestle the medal there. You know, Seneca Valley was, was you know, they have a couple guys, and, and Corey Wolf's one of them, where you're like, okay, like, I can see potential here. And it's so wide open in some of these weights that, you know, it wouldn't be surprised to see him make day two of the Whippeal tournament. But, um, yeah, not a lot of Whippeal guys here. 215 pounds for the WPIO, Chris Cook of Connellsville. Uh, an overtime loss in third and fourth place match to finish in fourth. You know, Chris Cook, again, another one of those Connellsville wrestlers that, up and down, up and down a little bit. And, you know, I don't think he had a great king in the, or excuse me, top hat tournament. And then he comes in and, and knocks off a few really big name uh, guys at the Panther holiday. In fact, he kind of surged in the rankings a little bit this past week, but uh, Cook is one guy that if you can get him wrestling well, that's going to affect the whole team, right? Uh, I think they need Tyler Gallus at heavyweight to, to follow suit and wrestle to that level as well. No one uh, from the WPL medaled at 285 pounds. If you want to catch any of the uh, Panther Holiday Classic and some of these matches we're talking about, though, make sure you go onto the Rockfin page and uh, check them out uh, all there for you. Thanks to uh, Jeff uh, for coming out there to bring that action for us. Over to the uh, King of the Mountain uh, tournament, 107 pounds. Whippeal did not have a medalist, but 114. They had a couple. Tanner Mazenko of uh, Cannon McMillan back in action. He finished in fourth place. Leo Joseph of Latrobe finished in fifth. Yeah, and so this is the return for, for Tanner Mazenko. Um, we hadn't seen him since last year uh, when you know he had that agonizing loss in the, the blood round, none able to place at the state tournament after being ranked pretty high in the state coming into the state tournament. Um, in fact, beating Santino Sloboda, who ended up finishing top four. So uh, Mazenko looked good. He lost to, to Weaver from Altoona, who's a returning state medalist. He lost to him one nothing, uh, but he did have a couple good wins. He beat Phil Montez from, from Cumberland Valley. And then on the back end, um, you know, he beat Leo Joseph in tiebreaker. So I like seeing obviously the Whippeal and Whippeal early. So we kind of see where they're at, but, um, he beat Joseph and then lost a winner from Cranberry. So this kind of aligns us, you know, sets us up for the Powerade tournament to see where these guys really are. But, uh, overall, I think Joseph and Mazenko both wrestled really well. And I think Mazenko for the first tournament back, I think he's going to be fine. 121 Luke Willis show of Latrobe. He was is your champion won by fall in the finals Caden Harbert of West Allegheny finished in fifth and Collier Hartman of Cannon McMillan finishing in seventh yeah I mean this was a huge matchup because Luke Willishell um is is a guy who you know was a state finalist a few years ago and now you have the freshman Brock Rothermel who is I mean he's every bit as good as advertised and uh you know he came out with uh, a tech fall into the finals Whereas Willishell came in fall, 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 and never made it out of the first period in the uh, in the finals there. So 
he's dangerous. That's that's about all we can say is he's really dangerous. He's really fun to watch. And, uh, man, I'm excited to see him at 121. 127, Andrew Binney of Cannon McMillan wins the title. Jacob Braun of Latrobe in fifth. Seth Miller of Bethel Park in sixth. Yeah, and Benny came back. Uh, he was wrestling Lucas Fye, uh, two-time state medalist, going to Lock Haven, and he was down in that match and was able to come back, um, storm back, and get that win. And and he's had <laughs> he's had a lot of success at the King of the Mountain, right, uh, over the last two years. And uh, I think Benny is flying high right now, right? I mean, placing at the Ironman, winning the the King of the Mountain, uh, Powerade's next, right? So we'll see what what he can do there. Yeah, that'll be a big test for uh, Andrew Benny. No one at uh, 133 medaled for the WPI, but 139 pounds. Mason Kernan of Bethel Park finished in third place. Yeah, and, and this was a, a good test for a lot of these Bethel Park guys like Mason. Um, Mason got beat by Seamus Mack from Hempfield in the finals, um, who wrestles Luke Simcox. We knew Luke Simcox was going to be the guy here, right? We, we all know that, but I think this was a good step for Mason to see kind of where he was at. And, you know, he came back and finished really strong, right? He, he finished uh, with a nine, two decision in that third and fourth place match. So I think he's going to be just fine. Um, and I think this is just a good test for him moving forward into to power eight. 145 Bethel parks, Ethan Higgins finishes in fourth place. Higgins had a great tournament. So going back to Bethel park and just kind of how they've progressed, Ethan Higgins is one of those guys um, loses to Householder on the in the third and fourth place match, but Higgins had a couple big wins. In fact, he beat Eli Long from Central York, who is a state uh, state medalist. So, you know, Higgins is is a guy who is an outside you know bubble type guy for a qualifier in the state tournament, and now I think he's he's in the mix to uh, not only make the state tournament potentially medal there. One hundred and fifty two pounds for the pal Nick Jones of West Allegheny. Whipple wrestler in the top eight he finishes in fourth place do you feel like we've been talking about nick jones for years i i yes. feel, I, I feel yes. like i feel like nick jones i feel like um you know we've we've been saying his name on on the podcast and just in general uh for broadcast a lot and and man like for a guy as good as nick jones he just hasn't had quite the you know on paper you're like well you know what has he done right and and he looked really good here and and i thought you know, this was a good test for him, much like Ethan Higgins, much like uh, Mason Kiernan. This was a good test for him. He loses to Kearns on the front side, which not a, not a bad loss. Kearns ends up beating him again on that third and fourth place match. So in the meantime, though, he beats Gage Wenzel from Montoursville, who is a returning state medalist and one of the best sophomores in the state. So again, you take the, the, the positives and negatives and kind of look at him and like, all right, yeah, we lost to that same guy twice. What can we do better? Is that a bad matchup? But you beat a really tough kid in, in Wenzel. So yeah, Nick Jones, man, I just, I hope that he can get it all together this year, stays healthy. Everything stays, you know, the course here. And, and he uh, really shows what he is made of because for years he's been so good. Um, and I don't think we've just seen it quite yet. And he kind of gets overshadowed by some of his teammates, right? It's like, well, yeah, he's true. A, he's that next tier guy that we always talk about. But you're, when you're hearing Ty Waters and Sean Taylor, and you know, you kind of Nico Taddy talk right. about. It. We bring him up because he's in that mix, and he's you know still getting a medal and and you know doing really well. But he's not at that top tier, so he kind of gets overshadowed a bit. One hundred and sixty pounds. Uh, the Dupal does not have a uh, medalist in the top eight, but 172. Speaking of his teammate Sean Taylor, he is your champion at uh, 172. Uh, 
two from West Allegheny. Hunter Snyder of Latrobe, he also finished in fourth place at this weight. Yeah, so um, the big matchup that I wanted to see was was Sean Taylor versus Hunter Snyder. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Taylor ended up getting his 100th victory here uh, at the King of the Mountain. And he, he really took it to Hunter Snyder. Hunter Snyder, uh, a freshman who's very tough, right? We know he is. He's a Fargo finalist. But Sean Taylor, kind of big brother a little bit here in that, that match. Um, Sean Taylor, I am assuming, is going down. Um, I don't think he's going to stay at 72. But then again, I don't, I don't know for sure. Uh, he looks really good at the King of the Mountain. And, you know, Sam Gautreau, who is uh, one of the best out of District 1 out of Owen J. Roberts, he ends up finishing third here, beats uh, beats Snyder for that third and fourth place match. But, yeah, man, Sean Taylor's just doing Sean Taylor things. And uh, I'm curious to see where he's at. I think he's a tweener. I think, like, 165 would be the perfect weight for him. But, unfortunately, that's that's not where you can go. <laughs> that's the tough part with some of the uh, the weight class discrepancies as you get to the the heavier weights. 189, uh, Whipio did not have a medalist, but at 215 pounds, it was Landon Hartman of Bethel Park. He was able to get seventh place here. You know, I sound like a broken record, right? But but Landon Hartman, Mason Kiernan, Ethan Higgins, these guys, you know, again, not your household name guys, but they're just coming out and scrapping hard. They're wrestling hard. And again, I think that's a testament to, to what Tyler Nauman's instilling in the, the Bethel Park team there. So I, I think that, that Landon Hartman is another one like Ryan Walsh, like Ethan Higgins, that's going to try to continue to improve and break through. And, and I think this was a good step for him at the King of the Mountain. 285, Cam Dana of West Allegheny finished in seventh place as the only uh, Whippeal wrestler there. Yeah, and Jeff, uh, one quick mention, we had King of the Mountain. Queen of the Mountain also uh, wrestled as well, and Cannon McMillan did really well. Yeah, man, the Cannon McMillan girls are are probably better than their boys right now. You know, <laughs> and that's uh, saying a lot because Cannon Mac boys are one of the best in the Whippeal. They they are, but uh, Cannon Mac girls are some of the best in the state. So uh, yeah, I I was excited to see them. Now it wasn't a super deep tournament when you look at the the teams there, but it was a good tournament, right? And and they're missing Val Solero, uh, probably pound for pound their best wrestler, um, maybe even one of the top wrestlers in the state. So. I, you know that they're going to get better, right? Uh, but man, the Cannon Mac girls—they just—and again, going back to filling the lineup, especially with the girls. If you can get a full lineup, you're already in good shape, especially in the girls. So uh, Cannon Mac does a great job of that, and uh, I'm excited to see them. This is a blank slate, you know. This is a this is a fresh, you know, uh, canvas here, and and we're going to see what happens here in the girls' first year of uh, PIAA wrestling. Well, we're going to see it this coming week, Jeff. Uh, the Powerade seeds for the boys are not out. Uh, we'll have a preview show next week for that. But the girls' Powerade seeds are out uh, for this uh, next week. And uh, a lot of great uh, girls that are going to be wrestling in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the teams that are coming in. Obviously, Wyoming Seminary is, is the big one, but they got a lot of, you know, the girls are just kind of, uh, there's there's a lot of them, right? And Cannon Mac is, is definitely the, the team to watch here. So is Bishop McCourt. They have a couple studs. Um, you know, Trinity has a, has a couple, and Collinsville does as well. So, you know, I'm excited to see the girls um, get on the mat and, and see what we can do. Uh, the Whippeal has some tough girls, individuals. And with a team like Cannon Mac, North Allegheny, um, even Cosville's is getting more and more girls out Burgertstown. So I'm excited to see where these guys, or excuse me, girls end up in the, <laughs> uh, the power tournament. But this is a, this is a big year for the girls power tournament, you know, because I think in years past, it's not saying it didn't mean anything. Cause it certainly did. But like this year, 
it's it, this this is going to be used for for seeding purposes going into the postseason. This this matters, right? Um, this is not just an afterthought. So I'm excited to see how the the girls stack up here, and it's it's a tough tournament. I mean, you look at the girls' power tournament; it's a very deep tournament. Beasts of these had their girls' tournament as well uh, this past weekend. I, I think power is going to be right there, if not better. Make sure you check out the girls' tournament. Uh, they'll be wrestling on Wednesday, the the 27th at 11:30. And, you know, it's this tournament, I guess, goes deeper and deeper each year, right? Because you got the girls' edition. They already had a JV tournament. Now they have, what, an 8 and under, 10 and under, 12 and under, 15 and under for the boys as well. Uh, All that before the, the, obviously, the the Mecca of tournaments here on Friday and Saturday. (laughs) I like that. The Mecca of tournaments, right? Um, Well, hey, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, look at all the other tournaments that are leading up to it. I I get it, man. It, it is. You're right. It is the mecca of tournaments for us in the Whippeal, um, and, and for really the state in general. But no, I, I I definitely think that you know Frank Volcano is a glutton for punishment a little bit. You know, he wants to to have a lot of divisions, and I think he wants to have a good representation of of the state and and the nation. So yeah, there are a lot of divisions. It's a lot of work. Those work. People think it's just the boys' high school, man. That's like that's a portion. That's just a portion. Yeah. That's just a slice of that pie. So, um, yeah, they they've got a lot of, a lot of hard workers that have to make that happen from start to finish over how many days. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's got a great crew to, to, um, you know, help out with that. We will have a preview show next week for the, uh, power eight tournament before things get kicked off on Friday to, uh, break things down. Some, uh, duels going on tonight, Jeff Norwin at North Allegheny, probably the highlight of those. That should be a good one. And then obviously the, uh, Christmas tournaments coming up here this weekend between South Moreland, the Steve D'Augustino, uh, Trojan Wars as well. In addition to power raid, which we'll talk a bit about, but, uh, Jeff, I, I gave you a little hint in the, the uh, early part of the show, top five Christmas movies. I've given you some time to ponder it. What do you, what do you think uh, as far as your top five? So top five, uh, one is easy. That's elf. Elf is, is by far, I'm a huge, uh, Will Ferrell fan. I, I, for one year, I basically thought I was Ron Burgundy and, and I just would talk like Ron Burgundy, uh, all the time. Uh, so I'm a big Will Ferrell guy. Elf is easy. I, I hope you bring that to the show next week. I would love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I can, I mean, I can sit here and do like unique New York. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Okay. So second I had as uh, home alone. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, is that a good second one? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you my top five when you're done. But yes, okay. I don't, absolutely. I don't know if you want to go through it. You know, I so one is easy. So, elf. Yeah. Two, so my number one is Home Alone. Obviously, I'm wearing the the Merry Christmas, you filthy animal shirt. You know, it's the number one for me. And Elf's my number two. So okay. So we're we're in the same mix, right? Yeah. Um, my number three is A Christmas Story. Okay. Okay. Going older, huh? All right. See, is, I was is, trying to think of like you know the newer movies and, and going that route um because i was debating back and forth but for me though number three the the santa claus trilogy with tim allen really Can't okay be- is there is there a certain one that because i feel like they got worse as they went on but that was just me yeah i mean i, I obviously it's hard to hate number one right i mean i think that's where you you got sunk in so number one's definitely up there for sure um so but my next so wait where were you at uh, that's your third yeah so uh, my fourth was the Grinch. Um, I'm a huge Grinch. I, I like the Grinch, and okay, and I kind of like the animated the the cartoon version or the. As I say, which one do you like the most out of all of the? I, 
I, I don't like I I don't like Jim Carrey. Um, I don't like the one with Jim Carrey. I I like the I like the more children's one. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. No. And my I'm son's been watching it on repeat for, for like four weeks. So. <laughs> my number four, the night before. The night before. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I I have. I I yeah. that's a that's kind of a curveball. Um, what? Why? Why the night before? It's it's you know the crazy things happening them throughout. You know it's a I, I'm a big fan of George of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Think he brings a, obviously him and Seth Rogen. I thought it was just a you know quality pair uh, between it and uh, yeah I don't know I enjoyed it. Okay. Interesting. I was trying to think newer too, because I was debating between that and then I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. But there's another newer one of my number five. I'll, I'll just tell you, Office Christmas Party. Really? Watch that one. Yeah, that's okay. I like. I, that's 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 what kind of like you know you got Frost, Snowman, and the Red Deer. You got a lot. There. I went newer for four and five. Okay. Um. You know, I had a I had a hard time with with my fifth one. Um, I didn't know if you know, like, because I I guess maybe this just shows, like, you know, um, my my age a little bit, but I, I but we're the same age, so I don't know what what really what the the yeah, difference is. I don't know what you're getting at, but yeah. I mean, I I like I like some of the older movies, right? <laughs> uh, I guess that that's just me. I like I like some of the older movies. So like you said, a Christmas mm-hmm. story. I'm surprised that you don't have a Christmas story on on yours i like it's a wonderful life i i i i okay. like the i mean that's just kind of been one of my maybe it's tradition maybe it's nostalgia i just i like it's a wonderful life as well all right all right no white christmas for you no no i mean it, that's that you put me on the spot in the beginning i mean i i had to quickly go through it in my head i mean again one and two are very easy you know elf yeah. and home alone are just that that's 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 never going to change, right? But I, they stand apart to me. Like the Home Alone one and two, no, no other ones, just no, one and no, two, right, right? And Elf. I mean, those. If you just play those three movies on repeat, I'm good for Christmas. Well, see, I would say uh, Christmas Story is my clear number three too, though. Um, so uh, four and five were just kind of like, uh, eh, you know, I like The Grinch. I, I I wouldn't turn off It's a Wonderful Life. You know, I can watch The Grinch. Um, Bad Santa, like all those other ones, like yeah, they're okay. I don't, I don't sure. know, you know, bad Santa, bad Santa may be like a five or six. I, I did. I really did like bad Santa. I thought, I thought that was a pretty funny one. So are you someone who just has the Christmas story on all Christmas day? Um, for most of the day. Yeah. I'll watch it at least three times probably. Um, <laughs> that's just, yeah, I, I don't, I, I've never been a huge fan of it to be quite honest with you. I know that's maybe a, um, a popular opinion, but I've just, it's never been one that I'm like, Hey, uh, wake up on Christmas day and watch it. Okay. Well, each his own, Greg. Each his That's own. Right. That's right. That's well, right. Uh, hey, Merry Christmas to you and the fam. Merry Christmas to you as well. And uh, everyone out there listening and watching it as well, hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. And uh, we'll be back next week. Make sure you you stick with us here on uh, PA Power and Rockfin. We're going to get the Powerade preview show and get you guys all set for what will be an exciting tournament coming up at Cannon Mac. For uh, Jeff Upson, I'm Greg Warnock. Thanks for watching and listening in to War Up on the WPIL.